Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Ryan Response Podcast, the bi-weekly political podcast that focuses on today's political issues and how they affect you and me. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Episode 28 is live. Thank you all for coming back and listening. This is going to be a very informative episode, not really a review episode, but we're going to be discussing things that have come up in the past. James Comey, former FBI director, says he was wrong about surveilling on the Trump campaign. You're damn right you were wrong. We're going to discuss it next on episode 28 of the Ryan Responds podcast. Welcome back, everybody. Episode 28 is live. Hope you all had an amazing weekend. Uh, I want to thank you for coming back. If you're watching this, you are one of very few people right now. Not many people are watching the podcast. My numbers have gone down. I'm trying to make them a little more exciting, a little more in-depth. So if I would really appreciate it, if you're watching this right now, to go share this with two of your friends. It would really support me and the channel. And YouTube does not like this political content. They're suppressing many thousands of individuals right now that share the same opinions that I do. So I'd really, really, really appreciate it if you would go share this with two, three of your friends. It would mean a lot, and it would really help boost the channel. So, so today on episode 28, we're going to discuss, main thing is James Comey, but we're going to dive into a smaller topic right now, dealing with the climate change activist Greta Thunberg. She was named Person of the Year by Time Magazine, and a lot of people didn't even know Time Magazine was still a, a circulation publication out in circulation. We, we had no clue they were still around, um, but... She was named Person of the Year, so I'm I'm super confused on what she's done for the country. Um, you know, and this kind of goes back to my climate change episode. I think it was episode four where I totally debunked a lot of the main theories based on climate change. But but all she's done has is been has been yelling at foreign leaders, saying you've stolen my childhood. You know, she's done that number, and yelled at foreign leaders she's encouraged kids to skip school to protest climate she says our, our planet's on fire and here's the thing we don't realize we've been in the earth goes through periods of time where we were in a cooling period and then we're in a hot period and and it used to be back in the middle medieval times of 1500s 1600s whatever they would appreciate when the earth was hotter they wanted a warmer climate because it made their crops grow more plentiful, right? We were able to harvest more. Um, but but nowadays, when you get a hotter climate, which is what we're experiencing right now, you know, we go through stages, right? The last 300 years, we've been through a, a heat stage in the Earth's climate, but we had an ice age. Then the ice melted. You know, then we had another ice age. The ice melted. It, it Sea levels rise. They go down. You're in a drought. More fires happen. The lakes decrease. When you're in a rainy season, the water de- the water increases. You know, the forest is wet. You're not going to have m- many fires starting naturally. This just is a, a, a occurring natural phenomenon known as climate in our country. And to say that 
We need to stop driving diesel. We need to stop gas. We need to stop drilling for oil. We need to stop all of these things that we've done for hundreds of years as a civilization and as a country. Just flat stopping them is ridiculous. Plain and simple ridiculous. I, I understand you wanted to save the planet. I want to save the planet too. I want uh, clean air, clean water. Um, I want this planet to be around for thousands and thousands of years um, in the future. I want my great, 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 great grandkids to be here and enjoy the same environment that I had. Um, that's very unlikely with the way we're, we're up moving as a society into the future, but we still want the planet to be here and we want it to be livable and, and comfortable conditions for our future generations. But let's look at let's look at someone that's actually done something for the climate and for the environment. Scott Pressler, the man that is out there, gays for Trump. He is a very outspoken activist for the president. Um, I love that man. I wish he would organize a cleanup in Orlando, um, which is where I'm from. I would love to meet him and help him in his efforts. But he's going around city to city picking up trash. He's done Chicago. He's done Houston. He's done Los Angeles. He's really known for his Baltimore cleanup after um, that uh, the girl named Kimberly, I don't know her last name, but she went to Baltimore and filmed the rat infestations, the abandoned buildings. Um, that's why it brought national attention to Baltimore, and Scott Pressler went there in September, I believe, or August or September, and basically he cleaned up tons of pounds of trash and, and good for him because no one is willing to get out there in the dirt, in the grime. Everyone wants to talk the talk, but they can't walk the walk. And Scott Pressler walks the walk. He is a 100% in it for the right reasons. An amazing person. He should be Times Person of the Year. Greta has just yelled at foreign leaders, has a big social media. She's got world leaders to talk about her. She met Obama. Scott Pressler does not have all these luxuries, yet he is doing more for this planet and for these cities, the people and the environment, than she will ever do. And kudos to him for that. But time person of the year, give me a break. You're, you've done nothing. You've yelled at foreign leaders. And also, the, the media was giving Trump crap because he tweeted about Greta and told her to chill. Oh, we can't bring Barron up, but we're allowed to bring a 16-year-old up. Here's the difference. Barron's not involved in politics. If he was a 13-year-old Trump support, I mean, of course he supports his dad, but what I'm saying is he was outspoken on Twitter and Instagram and social media for his dad and for his policies, you can attack him. Free game because he's putting himself out there. Greta is putting herself out there on Instagram, Twitter. She's got millions and millions of followers, worldwide known, and you can't just she's putting herself out there to be attacked. Therefore, it's okay to attack her. It's not okay to attack Barron based on his father's beliefs. He's not politically involved. Therefore, you should leave him out of it. And the media didn't take too kindly to that, but I got a little off topic there. We're going to now discuss James Comey. Um, he admitted that he was wrong. I was wrong. I.G. Horowitz was right. Um, I should not have surveilled on the Trump campaign illegally or Carter Page and messed up the FISA applications. I was, I was wrong for allowing those things to happen. No shit, James Comey. 
Do you really think this was going to be swept under the rug and no one would ever hear about it? Did you really think? Actually, you did really think because you thought Hillary was going to be elected president. You thought none of this was going to get brought out, but yet Donald J. Trump disrupted the deep state's plan. He got in. He was elected to office. He vowed to end the swamp and get rid of corruption. That's exactly what he's doing. And you are the reason you are fired because you did this to the FBI, the most prestigious FBI we've ever known in our country, an independent organization. You, sir, destroyed it by making it a political hack job. This was nothing more than a partisan witch hunt. We're going to discuss it right now. But but if you if you remember, if you remember, James Comey, he compromised national security multiple times. Let us not forget what James Comey has done. He kept multiple copies of multiple memos he wrote in his home at his home safe. So he was writing these memos at work, printing them out, keeping them on his personal computer, then going home and putting them in his safe even after he was fired. So he was putting top secret information which is illegal to have when you are a United States citizen if you're not involved in the government anymore, which he was not. He had illegal top secret information that could have wrecked foreign government relations, could have wrecked anything. We don't know what was in it because we are normal citizens. We don't deserve to know what's in it. But he then leaked it to his professor friend who then leaked it to the New York Times, which we then got the title, Trump asked James Comey to end the Flynn investigation. That was in uh, mid-2017, I believe, June or July. And, you know, that title has nothing to do with what's in the memos, by the way. But, you know, Trump just basically said, why are you looking into Flynn? He's done nothing wrong. You know, and now they messed up his FISA abuse, uh, his FISA application. And, you know, now he's trying to fight to clear his name, which his name will never be clear in the eyes of the left because they want to destroy Trump associates. So so by leaking these classified memos to his friend and to the New York Times, now, now it's not like he leaked it to the friend and just said, hey, bro, Trump asked me to end the Flynn investigation. And then the friend went to the New York Times and James like, bro, I, I, did, I didn't want you to do that. What did you do that for? That's not what happened. Comey told his friend, hey, I need you to leak this to the to the press. That's exactly what happened. By leaking these classified top secret government records and memos to his friend, who then released it to the New York Times, he jeopardized national security multiple times because there were dozens of mem there was plenty of memos. There weren't there weren't dozens, but there were multiple. I believe there were eight or nine memos that got leaked, and they could have jeopardized just destroyed relations with foreign countries and we know we know Comey was the ringleader of this whole thing this whole operation he led the phony investigation into Donald Trump as a as a candidate when he was running for president and and we know this whole investigation got started with the Steele dossier and what is the Steele dossier Christopher Steele a former British spy was in a bar in London and wasn't just, oh, happened to run into George Papadopoulos, a former Trump advisor. No, he spied on him. He's a spy. Spied on him, met him at the bar, and said, hey, bro, 
And this is back in 2015, mind you, before Trump was really even, you know, this was maybe weeks into his campaign. He said, hey, bro, I got some, some dirt on Hillary. You want it? That's it. That's all that happened. There wasn't an exchange. There really wasn't even a, yes, I want the dirt. What do you got? There wasn't even anything. I mean, this is how it was started. Simple conversation between George Papadopoulos, a Trump advisor, and former British intelligence officer Christopher Steele. That I mean, that's, you know, and, and who paid for the Steele dossier? Let me remind you of that. The Steele dossier was paid for by Hillary Rodham Clinton, none other than the presumptuous nominee for the Democrats. And by the Democratic National Committee, of course. And it it was blossomed. These Hillary and the DNC helped blossom this beautiful, well-crafted and designed dossier, which then blossomed into this phony investigation which was opened the day after Hillary was exonerated and and the little monkeys that helped helped this little flower grow into a, an investigation was the two lovers Peter Strzok and Lisa Page let us not forget their text message conversation where they said F Donald Trump this man will never be president Hillary will beat him, and if she loses, we have an insurance policy. That was their insurance policy. The Steele dossier was their insurance policy. This is how they were going to get back at President Trump for winning a duly elected office of the President of the United States. This is how they were going to get back at him by letting this dossier get out, leaking it to the press, paid for by Hillary, the DNC, who was in cahoots with Comey. I mean, this isn't even, this isn't even debatable. It happened. So don't forget Strzok and Page and their text messages. And now you have Lisa Page suing the DOJ and the FBI because her text messages were wrongfully released. Let me tell you why they were released. Because you, ma'am, committed a crime. You were organizing a coup against a sitting and duly elected president of the United States, Donald J. Trump. You and your lover and your FBI director and your assistant deputy director, Andrew McCabe, and your CIA pals and your buddies at the department were making this dossier for Hillary and the DNC to essentially destroy Donald Trump's candidacy. And you failed. And then when you failed and he was duly elected and won, you then said, well, let's keep pushing it. And that was the narrative from early 2017 to about the beginning of 2019, it kind of slowed down, and now we have Ukraine. But let me tell you what took place. The Steele dossier, paid for by Hillary and the DNC, 
Comey was the ringleader. You had Strzok and Page, the lovers. You had Bruce Orr at the FBI. You had his wife, Nellie Orr, who was working at Fusion GPS for Glenn Simpson, who owns Fusion GPS, who was a law firm in cahoots with Hillary Rodham Clinton. You then have James Brennan, the CIA director at the time, Deputy Director Andrew McCabe, also a CNN contributor. You have all of these clowns working to make sure your vote, if you voted for Donald Trump in 2016, they were making sure that your vote didn't count. Your voice wasn't heard. They were trying to pick the person that the top elite in Washington wanted. Why did the elite in Washington want Hillary over Trump? The answer is simple. Donald J. Trump ran on a platform to end corruption, to end the deep state, and to drain the swamp. And Hillary Rodham Clinton is the swamp. She's been there for decades. Secretary of State, the email scandal, Benghazi, Fast and Furious, The Gang of Eight, unlimited amount of scandals, scandal after scandal after scandal. And the people at the top of government in D.C. at the FBI and the CIA and the DOJ and the State Department, they said this can't happen because Donald Trump will ruin what we have. Plain and simple. Trump will essentially ruin what we have going at these levels of government. And there's really nothing more to it than that. They were actually staging a coup against a candidate. And then when he was elected president. They started the dossier as a candidate and said, Hey, Lisa, hey, Peter, don't worry. If Hillary loses, which she won't, but if she does, we've got an insurance policy. The dossier was not only to be used when Trump was a candidate, but it was to be used when he was president, too. And Durham's investigating this. Barr is investigating this. Criminal charges are coming, and I'm not saying criminal charges are coming to sound cool or to sound like Sean Hannity, but I'm telling you they're coming because it's a criminal investigation that Durham and Barr are running right now. They are looking into the corruption in the FBI and the CIA and what really took place with this phony-ass dossier. That was intended to destroy Trump as a candidate and worked for two years to destroy him as a president. And I pray Durham and Barr get to the bottom of where this started. Who paid for what? We know a lot, but there's a lot that we don't know. And that is what we need to find out, needs to be brought to light. It needs, the cards need to fall, and the 
The people need to be exposed for their crimes. And if Trump wins re-election, I guarantee you we will see people being thrown in jail. Because that is plenty of time for Durham and Barr to finish their investigation and to get the cuffs slapped on the wrists of who they belong on. And that is where I'll end this podcast today. Episode 28 is in the books. I want to thank you so much for watching and listening. Um, Let me know in the comments below what you want me to talk about next. If you're on SoundCloud, click that like button and share this with two of your friends. Like I said before, I'm being suppressed on multiple social medias right now, YouTube and Twitter. They're not my friend currently. YouTube doesn't like this kind of content. I know you do though. And people like you do, and your friends do, and if you share this, it will help me, it will help you and your friend because you're gaining knowledge. And I think I bring something to the table that not many conservative commentators bring, and that's such a passion and enthusiasm in my voice for this kind of content because this is what I'm passionate about. I'm passionate about changing our political climate, bringing out the facts, letting you guys know of what's happening, and most importantly, trying to reelect the greatest president of my lifetime, Donald J. Trump. And by you sharing my videos and commenting on posts and liking tweets and posts on Instagram and sharing my podcast allows me to do just that. And with that, I will close. Thank you so much for watching. I hope you guys have an amazing, amazing week. I hope you find happiness. Keep it. Enjoy the week. God's given you another opportunity to live. And that is a blessing. Thank you all. Please share it. I love you all. God bless you and God bless the United States of America. And I'll see you on Thursday. Thank you.